Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Technically speaking, we got three guys on their own path to recovery today. I love that. I know, right? Special table for three, huh? So we got a guest, but we got some housekeeping that we got to do first. Oh, we do? Yeah, 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 right. So, uh, Well, the first thing I need to do for housekeeping, I need to get a new podcast file. Uh, Pardon me? I need to get a new podcast file because the one I showed you this morning, the one I've got, it's got coffee stains on it. It's all, like, crumpled and crumpled and whatever the word is, and... uh, but you know you want. So I your, need to get a new one. You want your your go tos to be a little weathered, right? So, like for example, I don't know the AA Big Book. You want that to you want underline. You want it to be a little messy with coffee stains. You don't want it pristine. What does that say about yourself? No, I was always jealous of the big books that were like really worn. Yeah, right. I'm like, I wonder how they get that way. I think you buy them that way. <laughs> it's like, can I have one that looks new, Dude, or I can I just have one that looks like really used? And I, I think that's awesome. Hey, you know what's funny is. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with our guests this morning. But I, I was actually at a meeting last night. Mm. You know, this guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, man, are are you Glenn from that podcast? <laughs> I'm like, well, it depends on which podcast yeah, right, you're talking right. about. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right. But it's a uh, it's small world. Yeah, hey, listen, I uh, want to do a quick shout-out to Brian, our uh, our production engineer here. He makes us look good. The funny thing is right now we're just in – we're just in audio, but uh, after the flip it's of coming. the year, yeah, it's after coming. the flip of the year, we'll do we'll add some video elements and yeah. But that's Brian technically when you say beginning of the year, that's we, we we need to date this stuff. So it's January of 2023. Right, we're right. going to YouTube, but you won't see YouTube right away. Right, you'll see that sometime probably April. Because you, you, you know, it was easier to quit drinking than to understand what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I totally sure. It's like blurring dude, me this out. This is complicated stuff. This yeah. scheduling stuff. So, so listen, um, I'm giddy today. Giddy uh, again? Yeah, you're always giddy. Yeah. So uh, you know, one of our one of our listeners um, reached out and and uh, we're he's joining us this morning from uh, live from London. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. And uh, he does the coolest thing in the world. I, it just and I say I'm giddy because giddy is what I was when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And excitement. Yeah, you're what you're eating sugary cereal, you're watching cartoons, you know, it's just it, it it just was a good simple time, you know? There's something about cartoons and 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 animation that just kind of works for me. Does it work for you? Are you a do you watch like all the new Disney stuff? And I do not watch uh, cartoons today. Uh, there was a point in time I just became too busy, but I grew up on cartoons. Mm-hmm. I grew up on uh, you know an- animation graphics, mm-hmm. and right. you know, I mean, I mean, I was a cart, I was a Saturday morning cartoon freak. Yeah, right. Just like right? you, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you know, it, it's funny when when you mentioned Quint's from London. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at a map the other day of where our listeners come from. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do people from Mumbai and, and uh, well, we're big in Mumbai, Bangalore, yeah. and and I mean, how in the world do they find us? I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. I can't. I but try, we're out there. I try and hide from you. I can't hide. So. But I think we get five or eight percent of our listeners from uh, from the UK, from yeah, right, London area. That's that's, that's, that's awesome. Large. So live from London, we have Quint with us this morning. Welcome, Quint. Welcome. Quint. 
Good morning. Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. Lovely to see you. Yeah. But I know we're in audio, but uh, I mean, you 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 look fantastic. The pair of you are beautifully lit. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. And uh, and you've got a lovely uh, banner there behind you, wearing your merch, which is fantastic. You're so so together. We're fe- we're feeling it, you know. So <laughs> yeah. we're feeling it. So, Quint, uh, you know, we're going to get to the meat of it uh, a little bit later on uh, because you're doing some really, really, really cool things that uh, that I've checked out and I love. But uh, why don't you start out, tell us a little bit about Quint here at the coffee shop. Tell us a little bit, give us a little background on, on uh, because I, I think it's going to blend in how you ended up where you ended up. You know, it's 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 exciting. Oh, well, thanks. Well, hopefully uh, I, I can live up to your expectations. Um, so my name is Quint Boer. Um, I'm, uh, the, the, my father was Bruce Boer, who was an American actor or Canadian actor who came over here in the uh, early 70s. And uh, he was the American who was in Faulty Towers, who wanted a Waldorf salad um, and uh, apples, celery, walnuts, grapes um, was, was the key phrase. Um, he also uh, worked on Empire Strikes Back and Full Metal Jacket and a host of other um, uh, films and television programs and TV commercials in the in the seventies and eighties. Just so you know, um, Quint, I was in none of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so then, um, so yeah, so he came over in in the in the in the uh, early sixties, and um, he was an alcoholic and. Um, he met my mother and, uh, they had me, uh, in 1962 and, um, we, uh, muddled along, uh, but my, my, sorry, my brother was born two years after me and for the first seven years, um, Bruce, uh, was a, a raging alcoholic. So he managed to stay sober, um, for individual jobs. So if he had a, for example, a TV commercial with Samarit cigarettes, he he was only he only had to stay sober for two days. One day to fly out to the ski resort to shoot it. One day to shoot it, and then he could get drunk on the plane coming back. Sounds I like mean, a plan. It's yeah yeah. Um, only he couldn't ski, right? So <laughs> there's another there's another story there. But um, but yes, he he um, he was a, a full on raging alcoholic, and um, and by by virtue of the fact he was in the film game, he would earn a lot of money very very quickly, and that that enabled him to keep the house afloat financially, um, but also allowed him a lot of time to drink. He never had to really compromise his drinking. He had, to, he wasn't a working Joe, you know, he, he would, he'd only work, you know, a dozen days a year, but he'd make enough money in that time. Then there was voiceovers as well. So he'd do a few voiceovers and you know, he'd get by. He got sober in, uh, when I was seven. Um, and then, uh, I, uh, Grew up uh, from from I grew up from seven to about fifteen sixteen when I started to drink, um, and my first experience of drinking was um, oh this is all right but it's not great and then gradually eased into it and suddenly it became really it just made me feel alive and all of the sort of the anxieties and the concerns that I had would just be magically sort of misted away through a haze of uh, ESB beer, Guinness, uh, and, and wine. And that uh, started the, uh, the, the pattern for the next, I guess, 40-odd years. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I started drinking. Um, so I, I got involved in 
in um, doing film extra work. I worked on all sorts of films in the early in the early uh, in the early eighties. Uh, then in the ninth, in in the late eighties, I got involved in the other side, involved in camera work and and um, and and that. Um, at the same time, I started getting involved in psychotherapy and, and psychology. So I started uh, doing a, a degree in in in, in psychology, uh, which ended up being an MA. And then I got full UKCP qualification to be a shrink myself. The whole time, of course, I was drinking, um, and my sort of standard tipple was to was to do a couple of bottles of wine a day and maybe a couple of beers, and that kept me going. So I, I'm, I can't really sort of articulate the twin tracks here. Let's should we do drink first, and then I'll do the the career. So yes. we do the drink first. Um, so I was drinking two bottles of wine and a bottle of beer till probably about the age of sort of early 40s and then started to sort of I needed more of a more of a pick me up uh, earlier started to drink earlier started to drink more and I basically things started to unravel fairly quickly by then because I had a, I had a wife and two kids the business that I'd started which we'll go into later um was was starting to become quite a concern um uh, quite a growing uh, quite a large organization we were starting to open up and getting some big clients and um and I realized that actually, uh, if I continued to drink, that things were going to come unstuck. And so I, I guess I sort of carouseled around on a, for a period of about five or six years, trying to stop drinking and realizing, well, in fact, not really, trying to stop, think, trying, trying to stop drinking and then um, finding myself unable to. So I, all the bargaining, you know, all the, I'll stay off for four days, I'll only drink this much, I'll only drink... Um, you know, between this hour and this hour, it just didn't work, you know, Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, and it felt unique to me. That's the thing. I thought I can outthink this. I can outdo this. It felt unique to me. And sure as eggs is eggs, I couldn't. Uh, I bounced in and out of AA because I went to AA and people in AA were talking about um, how they flipped the car, how they lost their jobs, how they um, manhandled their wives and I did none of that. You know, I was quite a fun drunk, really. I mean, by my own lights, I was a bit of a laugh. You know, I was, I was always. Uh, in your mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, in my <laughs> We'll have your wife on next week and yeah. ask if she, yeah. if she was laughing. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. But, but the, other, the other thing to this was because my father had gone into AA, uh, I didn't want to be like my father. Mm. And I didn't want to admit that. I, because I had a very difficult relationship with him, and I didn't want to admit that I had the same thing as he did. And um, if I went into an AA meeting in this area, which you know I didn't fall, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. I mean, he lives in where well, he lived. We passed away now uh, years ago, but he lived in Richmond. I live in Kingston. I mean, there's there's not too many AA meetings in this area, and any AA meeting actually still that I go into when they hear the name Boa. They go, oh, you're Bruce's son, right? And it's either, well, over here we have an expression. It's a Marmite character. So Marmite's a, a, a spread that we have here uh, made out of yeast. Um, and it, you either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. So we, we say he was a Marmite person. You either loved him or you hated him. Some people come up and go, oh, oh, he saved my life. You know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. And I'm forced to go, well, that's great. You know, I'm really happy for you because he was a shit dad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. No, other, I, I totally get good. that. Yeah. yeah. Other people come up and go, you know what? He was an asshole, your father. He'd stand up in the front of the meeting and he'd think he was in a pulpit. 
and he'd be talking for all of us and he'd be telling us all how to get sober and stay sober and i i mean i don't know about you guys but when that happens in an AA meeting i'm like shut them up right stop talking for everybody here stop telling us how to interpret the big book Mm -hmm. you know don't don't do that this is an individual journey and so and so i didn't want to get into aa um because of that and also because a lot of it there's a couple of meetings around here were very god bothery you know it Mm -hmm. was it was god um as in the traditional omniscient omnipotent um uh, man in the sky uh, and I, but I found a couple of meetings are much more humanistic. So God, as an acronym, was you know the great outdoors, or a group of drunks, or mm-hmm. a generally order, orderly direction, right. which is much more my cup of uh, well, since I'm here, mm-hmm. not tea, cup mm-hmm. of coffee. <laughs> um, and um, and I immediately um, when I when I found this little group, if anybody's in in London, it's in Richmond, it's underneath the bridge. Um, there's a there's a 300 year old bridge that spans the river thames and underneath that bridge is the meeting and so you're in underneath the arches so it's exposed brickwork and an arch mm. so you just light a couple of candles you can hear the ducks outside the if the sun's up in the right direction the, the the light of the sun is playing on the water which is playing on the ceiling of the exposed bricks oh, that's nice. it's heavenly yeah, it's right, fantastic right you know and you just read the big book and and everyone's sharing and it's a lovely way to start the start the morning right that's awesome and um, and I, I I found my tribe in there, and uh, that was the start of it. And I found a sponsor, and and uh, and that was uh, over about eight and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I've I'm a happy customer. What can I say? My life has absolutely changed yeah. um, in ways that that um, that that I well I couldn't have imagined really. Right. Um, should yeah. I go back to the to the business side of things? Yeah, we'll get we'll jump there in a second. There's a couple okay. things you said to me, and I'm sure I see Glenn jotting down some notes too. But uh, yeah. he'll probably spill coffee on him later. But um, <laughs> you know, I love I love how you said it, and it I really resonated with me. And that was you know, I, I it felt unique to me. Um, you, yeah. Both both my disease, both the chaos felt unique to me. And yeah. and then you segued over and you didn't say it again, but I said it again in my head. Recovery is unique to an individual, right? Yeah. So so you've got that whole kind of prism prism that is that you know we are walking a unique road to ourselves, yeah. and so yeah. you know maybe maybe some things that somebody say make sense and you connect, and other it's like you said, ah, oh, that's not really me. I didn't do all that, but. But it's yeah. unique to me. I lived my own hell, if you will, you know, yeah. and yeah. and I'm surviving in my own heaven. Yeah, well, I um I've been lucky enough to go as a around the world, going to different AA meetings, and um, w- whether it's in Dubai or Amsterdam or, or New York, you know, you could take a transcript from anybody who's sharing at those meetings and read it, and you identify with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have written any one of those things that have been said because the themes are recurring. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Isn't it strange how unique it does feel to you? But actually, those themes are typical, stereotypical for every one of us. Right. It's an extraordinary right. thing. Right. Sure. Um, it feels so particular and subjectively um, uh, right for me. Right. 
but 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 when other people uh, when when they share it's like god yeah that's exactly how i feel it chimes with me what they're saying yeah. and i think that's the, that's the massive power of, of you know when we go back to group of drunks you know mm-hmm. that that's it it's that shared experience even though we all feel it was subjective to us it resonates in one another and it and it builds this quorum of of um of support that is it is so great mm-hmm. yeah a couple things um one is you know it was really evident to start you know that for a lot of us, not necessarily my story, but for for many stories that we hear, you know, it starts yeah. it starts early. It starts with the family, right? It starts with the influence of mom and dad, and 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 the impact that that their experience, you know, with drinking or alcoholism, you know, has mm. on us. And sometimes right? without, <clears throat> right, right, right. And then you know, one thing I really resonated with was. When you're talking about, you know, how life was compromising your drinking, right? That there was a point in time where where you started drinking became everything, right? Um, You know, you started doing earlier and then, you know, you're also explaining about your dad and and kind of his experience with drinking and working. And and I really related to that because there were times that I fit my life into my drinking schedule and Mm -hmm. and how it did or didn't fit Mm -hmm. into my uh, drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, towards the end, I was I was because I had an expense account. I was um, uh, um, uh, getting employees to come to the pub with me mm-hmm. at opening hours just to have an excuse, just for an Strategize. excuse. Yeah, I totally to, did that. Just, just to enable me, you know. Yep. Oh, come on, Joe, come over to the pub. Let's talk about this project. It's 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a celebration. You've been doing so well for the last three months. I thought you needed it. Did it bollocks to that. I, I needed it. it, you know, because right. I couldn't get to twelve o'clock. I was, I was. The fear was descending on me, and I needed a, a monkey lifter to get me out of it. Yeah, right. Oh, that's funny. All right, so let's go back and thread some of. Uh, so as you were moving along, you were you were advancing in business, and and uh, and I, I think I can say with confidence that you were kind of following you, you, the, some of the inherent gifts you had. And uh, so, yeah, talk a little bit about your business experience that brought you up to where you're at now. Yeah. Well, really, it was it was a I mean, it's a fairy story, really, um, because what happened was I I was working as a cameraman on a program called Top of the Pops, which um, I, I'm not sure how many of you will, will know what that is. But it's a basically it's a music show. There was a very big music show over here. And, and I was working as a cameraman on that. And uh, in the year 2000, um, it became possible for computers to ingest video and and to edit it. Um, and so I thought, well, hang on a sec. What we can do here is we can actually become a production company. And so what I started doing was uh, producing uh, videos for field marketing companies. So a field marketing company will get a group of guys and girls to go out with little sachets of yoga or, 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 or coffee or, or something and hand it out at sure, a station. Sure. And, and we'd film that. And when we put some metrics over it, you know, 50, 50 people handed out. 2000 bottles of Actimel yogurt, for example. And, and, and then the field marketing company would give that to the PR company who give that to the client. And, and it went down a storm. This is all on VHS, which uh, you're both sure. too young to remember, no, but it's it kind now. of a tape. Stop. I'm there. Yeah. VHS. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> super eight, Sony beta, yeah. beta. Mike was the other Mike was yeah, around yeah, for yeah. a reel to reel. So right. <laughs> anyway, so that went, so we did that. So the field marketing company gave it to the PR company. Anyway, they all said, where the hell did you get this? 
it was us. So we then got into the PR companies. We then got into the clients themselves. So, for example, uh, we got into Procter and Gamble, and uh, we got into uh, uh, various uh, construction companies. We got into little healthcare companies, and um, we were working for an, with an American bank called Bear Stearns, um, which uh, was then the financial crash happened. J.P. Morgan gobbled up Bear Stearns. And um, we were very fortunate to go into the belly of the beast at J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, we're working inside J.P. Morgan. Well, you know, that was a, a terrific relationship and, and continues to the present day. Um, so um, we continue. So basically, we, we got an office um, and we uh, employed uh, more men and women. We got it to a, to a group of about 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 2012, 2014, animation started to become... Uh, viable for people to produce themselves, well, for a, for a small company to produce it. Right. Uh, the, the version of After Effects, the latest version of After Effects, was really quick and really easy to use, mm-hmm. and computers were fast enough to actually render the, the images out. Mm-hmm. So we started to offer animation. Well, I mean, companies who we were talking to were all about animation because they were either doing high, uh, high uh, products that were complex Complex uh, products were too big to describe using video. Complex that were too small to describe using video, like healthcare. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, a, an immediate demand for animation, and that demand has grown and grown and grown to the present day. Wow. Um, and then other things that happened was we we had this thing called Brexit happen to us in the UK, which was god awful for us because about a third of our book was coming from Europe. Mm. So we were producing videos on how great it was to be in the EU, mm-hmm. and then. And then we got kicked out of the, well, we left the EU and the EU said to us, well, you can't do videos about that anymore. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah right. Or, au revoir. So we had to set up in Amsterdam, um, okay. which we are in the present to the present day. Okay. Um, and then um, we also set up in New York um, and then we set up in Los Angeles because our clients were saying, well, look, you're doing it for us in England, but we really need this in the States. So, so that's what we did. That's so awesome. now, yeah. Yeah. So now we're a, a company of about 50 people in in london new york los angeles and amsterdam so doing animation so that's video. great that's great for the 50. let's start talking about the nine pieces that that i that you introduced yeah. me to tell me yeah. how, tell me how you segued into uh into into recovery type animation okay well this this a t- during just after the pandemic this teacher said to me about a, a fight that she'd had with a pupil in a classroom the pupil had just uh gone eight at another pupil and and hit him and she said, this is just typical of post-COVID experiences in the classroom. And there's all this anger around. And I said, well, what about doing an animation on anger? What, have you thought about that? No. What would that look like? So I did an animation on anger, but it wasn't tea and sympathy, you know, how to control your anger. It was more in-depth. Let's look at your anger. What could be underneath that anger? And using the metaphor of trees, you know, the roots of the tree or, or what the depth of an iceberg. Produce this animation. And, and the way she deployed it was she sat down with the child and watched the animation. And then we also produced stills of the animation, which were wipeable, where he could write down, in this case, what that animation meant to him. Mm-hmm. Well, it was fantastic. Suddenly he felt heard. You know, his reading age wasn't that great. This was a, a medium that he could actually engage with and relate to. Uh, and the animations are being used to the present day. The anger animation was the first of a series. We did one on anxiety, which just blew up post-COVID. Everybody's anxious, right? I mean, blew, blew up in a good way, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, it 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 went really well. Mm-hmm. Then we did one on trauma. Then we did one on on depression. Then we did one on domestic violence. Um, and and what we did there was we put these all up onto the website mm-hmm. um, to download uh, free of charge. And we don't track the website, so we don't know who's on there. So it's mm-hmm. totally anonymous. Um, and they can download it and use it wherever they want. Then I set up a, an Instagram account about a year and a half ago, put them up there, and I think anxiety I know has been downloaded I think 40,000 times or viewed 40,000 times addiction has been viewed a 60,000 times the drug addiction one or alcohol? well uh, actually alcohol mm-hmm. um has is 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 over drugs I think it's because it's been up longer mm-hmm. but uh, but again it, it doesn't any these animations don't um don't they're not what I call tea and sympathy it it, it goes into it a bit about what alcohol is you know, yeah, yeah I, 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 lo- I loved it. I loved the visual. I love the message behind it. And oh, uh, thank you. yeah, we're going to put up we're going to put up. So there was there was nine altogether. Is there more than nine now? Or there was there's nine that I see posted on uh, understand uh, shoot you yeah. understanding. There's nine at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're doing is we're waiting for feedback before we do some more because it's being suggested that we do some on on grief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, they, uh, some people have asked us to develop some of the points made in the existing animations. Mm-hmm. Um, the initiative we've got going at the moment is student support. Mm-hmm. So we're going into all the universities saying, uh, well, in fact, they're coming to us as much, uh, saying, can we use these animations to put up onto our student support and well-being mm-hmm. to support students when they have anxiety or when they have depression? Because they do. That's awesome. So like the alcohol and the drug addiction one, though. There is no profit model for this. No, You're, you no. just you just have them out there. Well, this is the great thing about it because, uh, sort of, as I said earlier, the animation now has fallen to a price where 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 it's relatively inexpensive to produce. It's within the budgets of schools and universities to produce these things for themselves, mm-hmm. i.e., for us to produce mm-hmm. it for them. Um, certainly, if two or three universities got together, they could do Lord of the Rings for mm, you yeah, know, right, right. You know, it just requires the, the, the narrative to, to, to work and requires the thought to make it relatable and to address those issues in a, in a, in a relatable way so that people can engage with it. That's fantastic. Um, but, but this is an opportunity um, because somehow, you know, animation does speak to people in a way that video doesn't seem to be able to. Right. Um, and, and that accounts for it. You know, some of the greatest films in terms of mass entertainment have been animation, whether it's Finding Nemo or Shrek, Shrek or Frozen or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, or Toy Story, obviously, and these these big franchises. Right. We right. can we can do that sort of thing. That's yeah. good. So, so Quinn, how how do folks find you? I I just pulled up Instagram and I see that we're connected on Instagram, and I, and you have a lot of followers, a lot of good content on. Instagram. What what are some ways that folks can can find Quint? Well, if you go to Instagram at Quint Boa, that's my um, so at Quint Boa Q U I N T B O A. That's that's me. Yep. And then um, the the same videos are on uh, the understanding page of the Shoot You website, which is probably a little bit difficult to find. But if you if anybody DMs me on Instagram, I can send a link. Um, to, to them, yeah, uh, we'll we'll put it up on the website as well. But it's simply shootyou.com forward slash understanding. Shoot you yeah, shoot you.com forward slash understanding, and the nine videos are up there. It's great stuff, Quint. I just uh, 
I, I just think you're, what I love about it is two things. First of all, I think you're meeting the market where they're at right now. You're, you're addressing a concern uh, in a entertaining and engaging way with real meat to it. And, and three, you're, you're, you're not like trying to build uh, the Quint B empire. You're, you're, you're just, you're just passing it on. I mean, you know, you're yeah. doing 12 step work here. And, and again, I, I think that for me, you know, alcohol, drug addiction. Yeah. Those were my first two watches, but then, Hey, by the way, anxiety. Yeah. Anger. Yeah. Uh, depression. Yeah. Uh, domestic violence. Has that affected me or my family? You know, my extended family. Yes. Trauma. Absolutely. And, uh, and I love the our nature piece. So I, I just think they're all really well done and, and I would encourage people to go check them out. Uh, it's so nice of you to say it. It's so nice. Thank you very much indeed for that. I mean, we, we, we try, I mean, to, to your point earlier, we, we, the, the model that we're using is that, that, uh, that was say for example with anxiety anxiety it, it all stems from childhood i mm -hmm. think i mean what do you think do you, absolutely yeah yeah and and to the extent that you're watchful as a child um you you know it it, it behooves you to be watchful of a, as a child i mean for me for example being able to spot whether my father was drunk or not meant mm -hmm. the difference between being hugged or being hit you know and and that that sense of watch made you hyper aware hyper aware yeah, yeah absolutely right. sure. and that and and that level that that watchfulness becomes anxiety as you get older. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to switch off, right. um, and 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 nor should you try to switch it off. I mean, how are you going to get rid of that? I don't think you can, but you can change your relationship to it. Right, yep. and that's you what know? I think Absolutely. the animations do. That's what absolutely. I think. Well, they're bugging us for our table here, Quint. We'd. Uh, oh. Yeah, we'd love to have you back again, and uh, hey. and absolutely would love people to go and and download, check these things out. They're they're great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, at the thank shop. you so absolutely. much. Absolutely, thank you, Quinn. Yeah. Great to meet you. I look forward to staying connected. Yes, definitely, definitely. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks ever right. so much. Have a lovely day. Have a bloody lovely day. <laughs> <Take care. laughs> All right, Governor. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.